I want to look today at a certain passage of Scripture in Psalm 119 uh, from verse 129 through verse 136. And we'll read these eight verses. If you'll stand, we'll reverence the reading of God's Word in this 17th section of the book of Psalms, chapter 119. If you're there at verse 129, say amen. Amen. Word of God says, Thy testimonies are wonderful. Therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes, because they keep not. Thy law. I'm interested in verse number 132 in the last half. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me. And notice these words. As thou usest to do unto them that love thy name. Let's pray just for a moment. Lord Jesus, you know I need you. God, where my flesh has failed me and my flesh will fail me, you, God, you know that I've prayed, asking you, Lord, for the filling of the Holy Spirit, the touch and the unction from on high. And I pray, God, you'd give me, Lord, the words to say. Help me to uh, just be the vehicle, just your messenger today of what thus saith the Lord. I pray today, God, that you would bless Brother Ward and this church and these good people today and, and give them, Lord, strength to go on another mile and God, I pray today that the Word of God will do what only it can do. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And that the Spirit of God will say what only He can say to the hearts of men and women and boys and girls. And Lord, I pray today, if there's a Christian, Lord, who's not committed, I pray, Father, they would commit. If there's a sinner today who's not saved, I pray they would repent of their sins and call upon you for salvation. We trust you now. Help us in these moments. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. I've been in last several months now. Uh, uh, time has kind of slipped away and, 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 and I have uh, uh, been now deeply saturating myself in this portion of scripture for uh, a time now that I've even lost track of how long. But I began studying in the Psalm chapter 119 and this is, as we, you scholars know, you Bible readers know, this is the longest one, uh, chapter in your King James Bible, 176 verses. It's, it's sectioned out in eight verse sections. 
How many in your King James Bible today have little funny words scattered out throughout, little symbols scattered throughout this chapter of the Word of God? Well, those are the letters, 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And here in this section today, beginning in verse 129, we come to the 17th letter in that Hebrew alphabet, Pei. Now, it looks like P-E, but it's pronounced uh, pay. And it is the 17th letter. It has a numerical value, according to the Hebrew uh, economy, of 80. Now, that Bible number of 80 uh, means foundation. It means strength. Uh, and what I find throughout and, and every notation that I've made through the survey of Psalm 119 is that the Word of God is dependable for every aspect of our life. Are you awake this morning? I'm talking about this precious, perfectly preserved, blood-bought Word of God, Holy Spirit-inspired, man written down under instruction of God. Word of God is dependable for you and I in our lives. And this word, uh, pay, uh, this letter pay has a, a number of A, strength and, and, and foundation. And Moses was 80 years old uh, when God called him into the service of deliverance of the Hebrew people. You're never too old to start serving God. Amen? You know, there's not a retirement age listed in the Word of God. There's not a retirement plan in the Word. It is work till Jesus comes. It is pressed for the mark. It is run through the tape. It is to go every step of the way with the Lord Jesus in His strength that he gives us. We know but Psalm 90 tells us in verse 10 that the days of our years are three score and 10. That's 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they be four score. That's 80. Uh, yet is there strength and labor and sorrow uh, for it is soon cut off and will fly away. If we get to 80 years old, it is by the grace of God and through his strength. Amen. And so uh, this word, uh, this letter, pay, has a translated meaning of mouth. Mouth. It gives us the indication of, of words and expression, vocalization, speech, breath. Now, I, something very, very interesting here, and it's just a little side note, and you can go back and study it later. The previous section, beginning in verse number 121, is the word I in. And that word means I. Now, somebody I read after made it this, uh, this point. He said, it's interesting that the eyes come before the mouth. Mm. You got two of them and one of those. Amen. Yeah. What, did, what, what did we learn uh, through James' teaching? He said, We're about brethren, uh, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, right. slow to wrath. Yeah. Hey, we ought to look before we speak. We ought to observe before we offer our opinion. We ought to uh, guard our tongue and guard our words very carefully. Now, I want to get right into the message today. And key in on this verse, number 132. I told you there to notate these words. As thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. What the psalmist is telling us today is, Lord, I need the same thing that you gave to all those heroes of the faith. I need the same thing 
things from you that you gave to my forefathers. I need the same words from you that you gave to our apostolic and our and our biblical historical forefathers. I need the same things from you that you gave to Adam. I need the same things from you that you gave to Abraham. I need the same things from you that you gave to Moses. And that is centrally your very word spoken from your mouth. As it was uses to do, as thou uses to do, it is a same thing that the psalmist is asking. And for the next little while, I want to preach on this thought today, more of the same. More of the same. More of the same. Our society here in the United, in the, I'm sorry, the entitlement states of America is to have something new. Something fresh, yeah. something uh, that, that is uh, an innovation, yeah. if you will. Now, I do thank God for new things like air conditioning and inside plumbing. Amen. Don't you yeah. get <laughs> I do thank the Lord for the combustion engine that was placed inside a vehicle that got me up here today. I'd have had to lift last week to get up here today without that. I'm thankful yeah. for those new things. But you know, those new things have come and gone. Those new things uh, are, are, are very recent and they give us uh, some level of comfort and convenience. Yep. But there are cars that were made 100 years ago that are not being made today. There are engines that were developed 100 years ago that are not being made exactly. today. There are things about our life that are changing in technological ways that we cannot even keep up with. But I'm telling you today, whether electricity stays on or goes off, we still need the same things from God. We still need these same things. The Ecclesiastes writer, the preacher said, there is no new thing under the sun. Let me just say to you that, that, that we see that the word of God is the same. Yes, but evil is the same as it has ever been. We just get a bigger and more concise view of it, a more complete view, I should say, through the realm of entertainment and media and social media. We see a lot more than we ever ought to have seen of evil. It just gives us more more ways to see the evil, but evil has always been the same. It's the, it's the same sin that we did. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but what we need today is not something new. We need more of the same. Go with me through these verses, if you will. Look at verse number 29, 129. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. I want you to see if you're taking notes today in verse 129 that we need to have the same attraction to the word of God. The same attraction to the word of God. What did the psalmist say in verse 11 of this uh, chapter? He said, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. He is drawn to the word. Let me just uh, say today, it may not be the same for you, but I still need some of the same verses that I say each and every day. I need John 3, 16. It doesn't belabor. It doesn't make me sigh. It doesn't make me roll my eyes when somebody says, I want to teach, I want to preach, I want to speak on John 3, 16 because I'm here to tell you today, we need the same truth and the same gospel that's given in John 3, 16 today as it was when Jesus oh, spoke it to Nicodemus. We need more of the same. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said this, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth that pay, that mouth of God. I, I jotted it down from Sunday school this morning. The preacher had it on his notes, and I'll have to turn to find it here. Acts chapter number 15, verse 27. I thought it was very interesting here. 
Paul saying, we have sent therefore Judas and Silas who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. I like it that I can go to like-minded, Bible-believing Baptist churches and I can hear the same messages preached from that same word, the same way, under the same Holy Ghost Spirit unction, under those same exact words, and it does, it does an attraction for me. I wonder at it. It is a wonderful thing. We need today, can somebody say amen? We need the same word of God. Amen. Look at verse number uh, 130 today. The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. Let me just say as a simple man, I thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Uh, but we need today not just the same attraction to the word, but we need the same light shed upon the word. That's right. Shed upon the word. And the same light upon the word. Psalm 119, 105 says this, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How does the Bible describe those that are without the Spirit of God, those who are lost without Jesus Christ? They are in darkness. That's right, preacher. They are in darkness. Do you even realize that we have an advantage that the apostles did not have? Preacher talked about it this morning. We have the Holy Ghost living inside. Right. That same Holy Ghost that the preacher talked about. He said he'll give you another comforter. Yeah. We have the same light. He, what he does is he, he gives the same light. Let me give it to you in another reference here. 2 Peter 2.19. 2 Peter 1.19 I should say. says it this if you're taking notes. We all have also a more sure word of prophecy. Yep. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark Place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. Let me tell you something, my friend. When Jesus Christ took possession of your eternal soul and salvation and sealed you unto the day of redemption, he put a light inside of you that could make that word make sense. And he put a light inside of you that ought not be placed under a bushel, but it ought to be set on a hill so that the world around you can see the light. We need that same light in our life. It is the life of mankind. And the world around us needs the same light. Amen. Look at verse number 131. He says there, I opened my mouth. There it is. There's that reference. It's so interesting. Time out, parenthetical thought. It's so interesting that almost every one of those sections, there is a direct correlation to the meanings of those letters. And here he says, the mouth which is that direct translation of that letter pay. Look at it, but go again. Just We're time back in now. Time back in. Okay. I opened my mouth. You know, little kids, they don't say time out. They say pause. Because yeah. yeah. they pause their game. Nuh-uh. Our generation. Time out. <laughs> time out. I still like time out for football, not for like punishment for kids. That ain't no punishment. That's right. A whooping is punishment. Getting their jaws wrong for sassing their mama, that's punishment. Yep. We don't need time out, little kids. We need the same old whooping. Amen. All right, time back in. Yep. Where was I at? Oh, yeah. Look at <laughs> I will get in trouble right there with some people. Look at 131. We need the same commandments. Look what he said there. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. You know what the world today does not want? They don't want rules. That's right. 
And God help us, the church, the so-called church of this day, they don't want commandments. They want to be told that God loves them the way that they are. Yep. They want to be told that everything's all right. And I'm telling yeah. sorry, Tom T. Hall and Oak Ridge Boys, yep. you and Jesus ain't got your own thing going. That's right. No, no, no. We need the same commandments today as he spoke in this word down through the centuries by all those writers of this word. We need these same commandments found in this word. Notice how he describes it. He says there in verse number 131, I opened my mouth and I panted like your old dog. That's right, preacher. Now listen, I'm not a dog, but I'm about 50 here in May and I get up and down them stairs a couple of times. And I'm panting like an old dog. Yep. Well, now that dog, he can't sweat. That's how he, he, that's how he perspires, that, that moisture dripping off his tongue. He don't sweat like we... And when he pants, you know what that means? He's, he's hot and he's stressed out and yep. he's thirsty. Yep. Amen. And you know what that, that psalmist said? Oh, I'm out of breath. And I'm opening my... I'm opening my mouth. I'm so thirsty for the word. I'm so thirsty for the commandments. I'm so thirsty for something from the word of God. I'm so thirsty for I need a drink from the living word of God. He said, I'm out of breath. Amos told us this way in chapter number eight of his writing. You don't have time to look it up in your table of contents. I'll just read it to you. Amos chapter eight, verse 11 The Bible gives a warning. It was prophetic, and it is almost even prophetic unto our day. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And if you go into the so-called churches of our day, you'll not hear much of the word of God. You'll hear a fella giving some kind of story and a life application But he will certainly not read from a King James Bible and tell you what thus saith the Lord. Oh, but we ought to have a thirst. We ought to have the same thirst every day. Not a thirst for the things of the world, but a thirst for the word of God. Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus said this, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. What did Jesus say in John chapter 6? You might turn over there. John chapter 6, verse 35, he said this. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And him that cometh to me. Let's see, verse I lost my place there, sorry. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. You know what you've got right here? You've got a frosty, full glass of the cool, refreshing Amen. word of God. Oh, yes. Amen, preacher. <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, my daddy, we'd be out working and I'd say, Daddy, I'm thirsty. And, and we'd be out somewhere or another. He said, I'd say, Daddy, can you go through and get me a Dr. Pepper? He said, well, here's some water. He said, I don't want water. He said, well, you ain't really thirsty. Amen. How about that? And he'd just keep on driving. But I'm thirsty, Daddy. Give me a Dr. Pepper and drink some water. I don't want no water. He said, well, you're not really thirsty. You know what we've gotten today? We've got a people who are not really thirsty for the Word. They're thirsty for something sweet and spicy and something new and improved. Oh, they're looking for something when they've got what they need right here. The same commandments of the Word of God. Oh, I've got to hurry. Y'all are wearing me out. Y'all are going to make me hungrier and hungrier here. Look at verse number 132. 
Look upon me and be merciful unto me as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. He is calling here, be merciful unto me. You know what he's saying? Lord, I need the same mercy. That's right. I need the same mercy. Yes, yes. I need the same mercy. Yes. I need the same thing. What did the psalmist say in chapter number 136? He said in all 27 verses, uh, for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Yes. Uh, that's the song that they sung in Nehemiah and Ezra when they laid those foundations and when they brought the word of God, the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. In yes. chapter 103, chapter 108, that's same songs being sung. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. And I'm here to tell you today in this day, whatever day this is in March the 20th of 2020, the mercy of God is still real today and still available. And you and I, we need the same mercy that the psalmist was wishing for today. Oh, we need the same mercy. Lamentations 3, he said there in verse 22, 26, uh, it is by the Lord's mercy that you're not consumed. Let me just tell you something. If a people, if a nation ever deserved to be wiped off the face of the world, it is this sodomite loving, it is this liberal sin loving, iniquity bathing United States that we live in today. God ought to wipe us off the face of the planet but his mercy endureth forever. I need the same mercy. Oh, and you needed the same mercy. One of the things that little children say so many times when they come under correction is that's not fair. Yep. It's not fair. You know what I've told my kids all their growing up life with a done? Fair is a place where pigs win blue ribbons. <laughs> and it stinks really bad. You don't want fair. Right. Hey, you don't want what you deserve. Our preacher, Brother Mark Stroud, says it this way. You do not want what you deserve. Anybody that says, I deserve this? No, you deserve hell. That's right. You deserve eternal condemnation because you're nothing but a wretched sinner who by the mercy of God reached you up out of a miry pit and set your feet on a solid rock and established your goings. You need the same mercy today, amen. I'm glad that his mercy has not run out. He has not tapped out. He's not scraping the bottom on mercy. Oh, but they're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Look over here in verse number 133. Look at it in verse 133. Order my steps in thy word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. I tell you what we need today. We need to live under the same authority that the psalmist lived under. We need to live under the same authority. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That is a, that's a cuss word amongst the world today. You know why? And I may preach on it if the Lord lets me this afternoon. This country and this world, for the most part, is repulsed by responsibility and accountability. You're right. Amen. It's somebody else's fault. It's something that happened to me. It's not my fault. What old Nipsey Russell said, the devil made me do it. No, it wasn't Tell it, preacher. Hey, the devil. <laughs> you, every man sins when he's tempted. He's drawn away by his own lust. Right. The devil is not my greatest. It doesn't bother me that much. You know what bothers me? Uh, this guy. That's right. The fellow that shaves most mornings, except this one little patch right here. <laughs> that's the guy that gives me the most trouble. Yeah. Me. Yeah. 
Me. I, I, I'm the one. I, I, but, but, but you know what I need to do? You know what I need? I need the same authority in my life. Amen. Now, what did the, one of the biggest lies, two big lies that old Mickey ever told, follow your heart. Hmm. And come to Orlando, you know. <laughs> and this, be yourself. No. Be like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because if you were okay the way you were, he wouldn't have needed to save you. Amen. Don't be yourself. Be, G- be like Jesus. Being conformable unto him. Right. He said, we're not, we're not conformable unto this world, Romans 12, 1 and 2. He said, but we're transformed by the right. renewing of our mind. He's trying to make us into the image of his dear son. Amen. We need the same authority in our life. Some of y'all getting green around the gills. Let's move on. Look right here in verse 134. He said, deliver me from the oppression of man, of man. So will I keep thy precepts. Now, he's not making a deal with God. No. Don't, don't misinterpret that. He's saying, Lord, if you'll deliver me, then I'll do something for you. That's not what he's saying. Right. That is not what he's saying. He is oppressed by man. But because he is oppressed by man, that is why. That is why he will keep the precepts. Right. I, let me tell you something. If, 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 if your Christianity does not offend somebody along the way, I'd check up. Because I got blood relatives who avoid family get-togethers because they know I'm going to be there. Yep. Because I've called out their drinking. Yep. Tell it, preacher. Yeah. And they make fun of the way my kids dress. Tell it. To them. You ain't got to wear that all the time, do you? Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do? Be be two people? No. Be two-faced? Amen, preacher. There are oppression. If you'll let those who will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If your walk with the Lord is not rubbing somebody the wrong way, then something's not running right. Hey, hey, hey. You know how you want to get looked at? Go to the beach with all your clothes on. We went down to we went down to Gulf Shores back summer ago. And, and we, we covered up. I was out there now. I got rotten Irish skin. And I get sunburned real bad and easy. I don't know if you know anything about that or not. It's an Asian tan. I get sunburned real easy. Well, I got these. I found. I went and found. I had to go look. But I found these real thin, what they call surf britches. Fishermen wear them and stuff. And they're real long. And they're real lightweight and thin. And I get these. I go to Walmart and the, and the Bass Pro. And they got those real thin Long sleeve shirts, fishing shirts. And they're cool anyhow. I like them. But I was covered up and I had a big old straw. Am I right? They're going, yes, Eddie, you sure did. And I had a big old gigantic straw hat and sunglasses on. Sitting underneath a tent. Because I don't want to be miserable. <laughs> and these fellas was walking around and had their little old teenage daughters walking out there. With some uh-huh. kind of outfit that ain't that, that a roll of dental floss has got more fabric to it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And he's odd with that. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. But you know what they did? They looked at us. 
Yeah, funny. <laughs> yep. Did you see what they had on? Yeah, they had clothes on. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're right. Exactly right. You know what you'll do if you don't rely on the Word of God? You'll bow to that. Yeah. Yes. You conform to it. Yes. You will. You will say, "Well, maybe I am taking it too far." Am I, am I getting out of line here, no, preacher? Am I right? on, preacher. I'm Stay not on. trying to pastor you people. I'm just saying, this is Bible truth. Say on. Yes, if you are not rooted and grounded in that word of God, if you're not needing those same commandments, if you're not needing that same word, right? if you're, if you're not hungering and thirsting for that, that's the place where the devil will come in and say, you know what? They're probably right. You're just, you're right. it ain't worth it. Why you want to, you just make it too many ways. Yes. Tell it, no, what he wants you to do is say, Lord, That's right. you be in, I, I want you to handle everything, but I got this part. I'm no. going to do this. Tell no, it. that's not being under authority. No. Being under authority is he's the boss and everything he says goes. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. About everything. Yeah. Amen. 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 I better move on. We got two more things here. Look at what here. I want to try to help you right here in verse 134. Deliver me from the oppression of man. So when I keep that precept, we talked about that. That same authority. That same deliverance. Mark it down, 2 Timothy 4.18. He said, my God will deliver me. I need the same. You realize that the God who delivered Moses and those millions of Hebrews is the same exact God who will deliver you from your situation. He might not snatch you out of it, but he'll bring you through it. He will deliver you. He will put you in a place where you're, it seems like your world is coming around, but in the midst of all that, he'll bring a deliverance that'll make you go, what in the world happened right there? Yeah. That's our God. We need the same deliverer. I want to move quickly here. Verse 135, verse 136. Look at verse 135. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. You know what we need today? We need the same teacher. That's right. Amen. We need the same Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. You, oh, man, you did such a good job on it this morning. Turn over to John 14. I love this. John 14 is absolutely one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Let's look at two things in John chapter 14. And we fix to go eat chicken or whatever. It don't matter to me. Amen. Does it matter to you? No, it don't matter to you. It's all good. John 14, look at it. Look right here. Let, let me show you over here verse, uh, what, what I want to look at first. I want to look at verse number 16, 17. Look what he said. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another Capital C, what's that word? Comforter. Yes, sir. Well, that just, when I say it, it just relaxes me. The stresses of my life, he comforts me with it. He, he, he sends you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, it doesn't say abide with you till you mess up. No. It doesn't say abide with you till you sin too much. No. doesn't say abide with you till you do one particular sin. No, no, no. He said forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye will know him for he dwelleth with you. Now this is Old Testament. This is, this is pre-cross. This is pre-Acts chapter 2. Yes, sir. And shall be in you. You know where we are? We're in the shall be. We're in the, in, in the time where he's in us. Amen. Yeah. Our comfort. Now look at verse 26. My favorite. 
verse in John chapter 14. But the Comforter, he's talking about that same capital C Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father, capital F Father, will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. And bring uh, all remembrance to your, uh, all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Several years ago, we spent about three years down in Florida. I was working at a church down there. Before we moved to Georgia in 2015, there was a young man. He came up. We had a Christian school, and he was in my classes. And, man, he was a handful. He was a handful. His daddy was a deacon, so there was just so much I could do. But anyway, his daddy was good, though. He beat the fire at him. I told him he didn't, you know, <clears throat> act right. Well, he, uh, he, was, he was kind of a funny kid, and he was always acting up and stuff. And, but it was nothing really, really bad. It was just like mischief kind of thing. He was always a joker. And we went to, we came up, first time we came up to the teen camp at Wahoo down in Cleveland, Georgia. Yep. He went with us. He's about 16, 15, 16 years old. And uh, man, he had never been in that kind of atmosphere. And I'm talking about it was on, I mean, plugged into 220 on like yep. Donkey Kong on. Yep. And man, the preaching was right. The singing was right. I mean, it was good. And man, he didn't know which way was up. He, he didn't know what to do, but he wanted to do something. He was, God was helping him. And I could just tell God was dealing with him. And man, by the end of that, that camp, he came to the altar. He said, Brother Adam, I believe the Lord's called me to preach. I said, Phew. man, that's good. And so time went on. We moved to Georgia. A year or so went by, and he said, he called me one day, left me a message. I was at work. He said, Brother Adam, I need to tell you something. He said, I got saved last night. I said, okay. Amen. I sent him a text message. I said, I, I want to hear all about this. Call me at 6 o'clock. So he called me. He said, Brother Adam, it was like this. He said, all that time I thought the Lord was calling me to preach. Yep. Really what he was trying to tell me was I was lost. Yep. He said, and I thought I was called to preach, and the pastor, he'd let me get up and preach and teach Sunday school class. He said, and I always had the hardest time. I always had the worst time. He said, I'd try to put something together in a lesson, try to put something together in a message, and it just wouldn't make sense. I could read the Bible, and there was just something, I, it just didn't click. He said, the other night when that preacher came through and he, he preached, the Holy Spirit showed me. He said, I wasn't talking about preaching. You're lost. If you die, you're going to hell. You're burning. He said, and the weight of conviction just fell on me, and I got an altar. He said, I, I didn't care how embarrassing it was to me. He no, said, I told, he said, I told that whole church the whole thing. He said, I've really been lost all this time. It wasn't that God was wanting to pray. He was trying to tell me I was lost, and I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Yeah. I said, well, let me ask you this. How do you know? He said, Brother Adam, it's the craziest thing. He said, I can read the Bible. And it's like there's a big old flashlight on it, and I can understand everything. Yeah. I said, you say, buddy. Amen. You know what he will do? You know what good evidence that somebody's saved? When they read the Bible, he teaches them. Yeah. He teaches us. Right? It is foolishness to the lost. Yeah. They cannot understand it. Why? Because it's spiritually discerned. That's right. But when the Holy Spirit is inside, he will teach you. This 
thing. You know what we need more of? We don't need uh, Dr. Bottle Stopper and all those people that they got nicknames for. Yeah. We don't need everybody that's writing a book every six months. You know what right. we need? We need the Holy Ghost to sit down with us in this Word and say, show me what that means right there. Yeah. Yeah. That right there. He that hateth me hateth my Father also. Oh my. You know, I'm just picking out a verse here. Show me what that means right there. Show me what, and you know what he'll do? He said, all right, now look. Now when I told him to write this down, this is what we're talking about. And he'll tell me. He'll teach me. Yep. It's like that. It's, just, it's almost just like that. That's right. And sometimes I'll get so deep in that study. I got to hurry here. I'm kind of hung up on this one thing. But, but sometimes I'll get so deep in that study and I'll get 5,000 things running through my mind that I've studied and verses coming here and yonder. And you know what I do sometimes? Sometimes I just got to back away from it and say, just... I'm talking to the teacher. Show me what you're trying to teach me right here. And it may be a little time. And he'll say, you remember what we were talking about? It's like this. And he'll teach me about this. You know what I need? And you need? Yes, sir. You need the same teacher. Amen. You ought to thank God for your pastor. You ain't thank God for your Sunday school teachers. But you know who the great teacher is? He's the Holy Spirit. All right, we got to finish up. Look at verse number 136. Look at this. Oh, I'm I'm in the wrong place here. 136. Rivers. Now, this is so different. So different. Look at how different this verse is. Rivers of waters run down mine eyes. That's different from the rest of the sentiment of this section. Rivers of waters run down my eyes. Why? Look. Because they keep not thy law. You know what he's telling us we need right here? Listen to me real close. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm glad for a God who blesses me. I'm glad for a God who provides for me. I'm glad for a God that I can worship. I'm glad that for a God who will teach me his word when I study. I'm glad for a God who will deliver me. But he's saying, you know what? You know what you need? You need the same burden. You need the same heartbreak for the lost. The same heartbreak for the backslidden. The same heartbreak and brokenness over those who are in darkness without Christ. Yeah. And we can come in and we can enjoy the fellowship of the saints and we need that. Hey, listen, this, this online church business, I'm glad technology's there, but that ain't getting it done. That's right. I need to be in the presence of God's people, whether it's in a parking lot or in the church house or in a fellowship hall. I need the people. I need the church. Yes, sir. But we can get so comfortable in the church that we can let the lost world just zoom on by. Yeah, baby. And we can just say, thank God for the church. Thank God for God's people. Thank God that you blessed me. Thank God that you take care of my family. Thank God you've answered my prayer. And a lost world is zooming up and down this road, dying and going to hell. Yep. What did Jesus say? He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How I would have gathered you unto myself like a, a mother hen gathers her chicks. You know what he was? He was brokenhearted over his own people who would not accept him. Even though they heard his words, they watched his miracles. They saw him do the miraculous. And they would not believe. And this is psalmist. Hundreds of years before Jesus cried, oh, Jerusalem, he said, because they keep not thy law. Yeah. 
You know what that's not? That's not a finger point. That's not a finger point. No. You know what that is? That's a, bit, a, a fist beating the chest. Oh, God. What would he say? Rivers of tears. That's right. Rivers of tears. What did he say? Rivers of tears. Yes. How long? This is one of my constant and regular prayers. Lord, let me see the lost like you see them. Oh my. Yes, sir. Broken for the lost. We're glad to send a check to a missionary to go to some part of the world that we'll never visit. And we feel good about it. And it's good. And it's got eternal gain. But you know yeah. what? There's a mission field across the road from your house. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's now, right. I know. We're not in the middle of nowhere. Amen. Amen. Knoxville, they don't know where y'all are, probably. Chattanooga, they zip by out there on the interstate and they don't know y'all are out here. I heard a quote this week tell you, nowhere is the middle of, there's nowhere that's the middle of nowhere. There is, everywhere is the middle of somewhere. Mm. This is somewhere. You know why? Because God pays attention to this. That's right. And he don't just pay attention to y'all. He's paying attention to the lost around you. That's right. He's concerned about them. Knoxville may not care about, Nashville may not know about the lost people in this town. But that's why he's got this church here. That's right, preacher. That's why he's got this church here. You might have to drive some distance to get here. But let me tell you something. God himself is brokenhearted for those who will not believe. Yep. And he's brokenhearted over his own children who will not obey the word of God. Yep. You know what he does? There's a judgment day coming. Oh, yes. There's a judgment. That being my seat. That judgment seat of Christ. Yes. Right. It's coming for the child of God. And let me just say, they can write all the happy little gospel songs about it. I am not looking forward to the judgment. No, me either. On that grid, getting that money, the judgment, I want to be at the judgment. No, I don't. I want to skip it. <laughs> I want to skip it. I want to be in the restroom when they call my name and they come out and say, oh, it was my turn. I'm sorry. I'll just go to the rest of the side. I want to skip it. You know why? Because I don't feel like I have wept enough over the lost. I feel like I've missed too many opportunities when the Lord said you ought to say something say something just say something mm -hmm. what am I supposed to say I'll tell you just open your mouth and I said mm, I don't think so oh he drove off well sorry, it's too late I was going to Lord no uh -uh. rivers of waters he said rivers of waters right. we've got the same God friend what did he say over there in Malachi 3? He said, I, the, I am the Lord your God and I change not. Right. God in heaven has not wear, started wearing t-shirts and skinny jeans. No. Nope. Amen. Hadn't. He hadn't started peeling the hair off the side of his head. Amen. Amen. He hadn't got a secret tattoo that you only see when he moves his arms. Uh-uh. God has not changed. Right. He's not going to change. You know who he is? He's the same God. Yeah. This is the word that he's given us that is the same word. He's given us same salvation. Jude said in Jude 24, he said it's the common salvation. There's only one way. There's only one salvation. There's only one way to get saved. There's not many directions. There's not many ways. There's not many gods. There's one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the name Jesus Christ. There's one Father on his throne. There's one Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of power and glory. There's one Holy Ghost who's dealing with the hearts of men. There's one word of God that he's given. We don't need something new. We need more of the same. We need more of the same. 
You realize it's the same Holy Ghost in chapter 1, verse 2 of, of Genesis that moved over the face of the deep? It's the same Holy Ghost in Luke, chapter 1, verse 35, that overshadowed Mary as she became uh, uh, pregnant with the, the, the Messiah. You realize that's the same Holy Spirit that in Romans 5, 5 has shed abroad the love of God in their hearts. He's the same Holy Ghost as he was then that he is now. We don't need something new. Let me tell you what you don't need. You don't need another one of them new funny Bibles. All that is is a publishing, copyright, money-making operation. That's right. So, oh, you don't know nothing about that. I worked in Nashville for about seven years in the publishing business. Oh, yes, it is. Your ESVs, all of those, all those revised version little, little illegitimate children down through there. Your NIVs. Every one of them is just a money-making proposition. Because yep. everywhere outside Great Britain, that's copyright-free. That's right. Yep. You're exactly right. They can't make money off of the words of that. Nope. But if they put their words in it and they change the words of it, they make a royalty. Yep. Amen? Amen. Yep. That's why Thomas Nelson's got several stories tacked up on top of their building. Yeah. And Lifeway does too. Amen. Yeah. I ain't mad at nobody, but what I am mad at is false doctrine and changing the yeah. word of God. It doesn't need yeah. changing. It doesn't need improving. We need to change under it. Yeah. We need the same word of God that Mays Jackson preached out of, that Billy Kelly preached out of, that Billy Sunday preached out of, that D.L. Moody preached out of. We need the same word of God that he said to write down unto the revelator. Amen. Yeah. We need more of the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Let me just close with this thought. The events of this day are not something that has taken God by surprise. They are only the words of the same prophecies written in this book coming to pass before our very eyes. I have not yet taken the time, and I am not well versed enough in it yet, Brother Jacob, to go to Ezekiel 38 and 39, as so many of our heroes are doing and have done, who can tell us what's happening with Russia right now. But it's the Word of God coming to pass. Amen. And you know what? Let me give you, can you stand one more little thing and then we'll go eat chicken? Is that all right? One more passage of Scripture. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. You're going to love it. Acts chapter 1. You know where I'm going. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said this. Jesus is standing there. He said, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Right. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had thus spoken these words, these things, while they beheld, he was taken up with a cl- and a cloud received him out of their sight. Yeah. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Those were angels. Amen. And look at verse 11. I love it. I love it. He said, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come. In like manner. You know what like manner is? The same way. 
as you have seen him go into heaven. He's giving them the same commission in verse number 8 that he gave them in Matthew and he gave them in Mark. The same commission. Amen. He's giving them in verse, and they're seeing him in verse, uh, in these verses 9 and 10, the same heaven that we're going to. Amen. And they've got this upward. You ever done this? I travel all the time. I used to travel a lot more. I do this for fun sometimes. I don't necessarily recommend it, but I do it for fun sometimes. I'll go to a public place where there's a lot of people. And I'll just stand there and go. And people are walking by and they'll go. What's he looking at? And I'll just stand up looking. And I'll, What's he looking at? Yeah. What's he looking at? I want to have an upward gaze. I don't want to have my mind. What did he say? Set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. You look too far down here, you'll get to loving it down here way too much to look towards there. Because we're not living for down here. We're living for there. You know why? Because we're going to be there a whole lot longer than we's ever down here. Amen. He left them with an upward gaze. You know what you and I need to have? The same upward gaze. You know why? Because just like those two men in white, those angels said, he's coming back the same way in the clouds. I don't mind cloudy days too much. Now, a bunch of them in a row, I get tired of it. But I don't mind cloudy days. You know why? Because he's coming in the clouds. The old Goodmans, they used to sing a sound song. This could be the cloud that he's coming back on. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't have come today. I wouldn't. I'd be at home. I'd be working in a manufacturing plant with a 401k and dental. If that wasn't true. If this is not true, if this is not the same today as it was then, we're wasting our time. But I'm here to tell you, we're not wasting our time. You know why? Because it's the same God. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same promises. And it's the same Word of God that can save anybody and keep any Christian walking the right way. Let's stand to our feet. Pianist is going to come. Here in just a minute, Brother Mark's going to come. But I want to ask you a question with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Has the world been trying to show you something new? If you're a young person, it has. It's bombarding you with new things every minute of the day. And you know what breaks my heart? It's people who have been walking this same way and walking this same way and walking this same way for 40 and 50 years and then all of a sudden, they change. Why? They used to preach against Sodomites until they got a sissy grandson. Yep. Amen? That's right. But the Word of God has not changed. They used to preach against drinking till they took a sip themselves. They used to think that this Bible was true, but now they've got two or three other little versions and say, oh, you don't even need that Old Testament part. They've changed, but God hasn't.
You know what we need? We need more of the same. We need more of the same. Maybe it's gotten stale in your life where you feel like maybe there's not quite the attraction to the word that you once had. Maybe you don't trust the commandments as much. Maybe you feel like you've got some... Maybe the world is just influencing you a little bit too much. If that's you today, I'd invite you to use these altars, these front benches if you need to sit down and come just say, Lord, I need more of the same. If that's you today, you just obey the Lord. Bye.